Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, give me your, your version of the cosmological argument. Alright, so I would, uh, I would give you the argument for motion, which is that, um, my pen on my table, right, is dependent on the table, and the table is dependent on the earth <coughs> below it, and the, uh, the earth is dependent on the gravity. Mm-hmm. And that gravity would eventually, uh, lead you to a mover. But that mover must at least be, you know, uh... Gravity, um, how does gravity lead you to a mover? Well, I mean, it's a big jump. I don't think it does, but you would have to... Basically, you know, gravity would be... would have to be created by uh, something that creates the laws, right? Or else the laws would just exist on their own infinitely, and it would turn into a regress. Wait, um... Something had to exist to create the laws, or else the laws would exist on their own infinitely, and you would get an infinite regression. Is that is that what you said? Yeah. How would you get the? How does the infinite regression come about? I mean, there would have to be a a domino mover for the dominoes to start rolling. So you're using a metaphor here. Yeah. But you said that there were laws, and you said if the laws existed infinitely, then there would be an infinite regression. How so? Oh, are you saying if the laws caused the laws caused laws? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It... So laws existing infinitely wasn't a good way to say that, then. Right. Um. Okay. So you're saying if... <clears throat> what What about if... Um, like, a, like, like, like you could say a law of makers. That's about right. Yeah, but what if there was? What if there are some laws that are so fundamental they cannot be false? I mean, I would. I mean, I'd be open to that. How would that work? Um. So, like, <clears throat> some things can't be false, right? Like, would you agree to that? Just in general, like some things can't be false. Or like universals. Well, like, 2 plus 2 equals 4. That can't be false. Yeah, that's universal. Yeah. That's not a universal. That's technically an a priori truth. Well, a equals a. Is that better? Yeah, but a universal is like... Um, <coughs> a universal is more like a platonic form, man. Mm. Um, a equals a is the law of identity, right? Yeah. And nothing can equal B. However, I have heard objections to that statement. But I mean, you can you can make an objection, but it's not a very good one. Um. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, two plus two equals four can't be false, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you think it's possible that there are some rules that are like that? I mean, I feel like it would be an assumption on my part. I'd have, to, I would probably. No, I just, I just think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, if it seems like right off the bat, but I, I would probably not, you know, fall back on that forever. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I wouldn't. I'd have to justify sure. that. Do you know the uh, proposition "all bachelors are single"? No. Well, so like that can't be false, right? 
Yeah, it's like another one of those like two plus two equals four things. Can't be false. Yeah, so what I'm saying is like those elements that I mentioned to you before, right? There's that like uh, transcendent basis that I call data logic. And then there's mm. two elements in that, data and logic. I'm saying that each of the individual elements are axiomatically um, like necessarily true. They can't be false. Yeah, like that. That's the only actions I can fall back on, to be honest. Like the other than that, like uh... no. But that's what I'm saying is, if you fall back on the axioms, axioms rather, that um, <clears throat> data exists and that logic exists, what you find is that um, not only are those axioms necessarily true, but you can use those to explain this physical system existing and you and I existing in it. And it's like pretty easy, actually. So you said like there had to be some kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, like know, uh, something first mover. Yeah, because even then, even if the laws of logic were to exist, right? Mm -hmm. it, uh, I don't know. It would have to be. I don't know. Like it seems to. There would still have to be something that got us here, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. uh, the abstract, of course, right? We, you know, I, I can take into account the abstract exists, right? I know that some people will say that, you know, like uh, some people that I, talk, I don't really like, like Darth Dawkins, would say that, oh, you can't touch them; they don't exist. Well, uh, they exist, but as abstract concepts, right? And Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I would say that we would need something that is, it could be abstract, but also outside of that to influence our current uh, events. Mm -hmm. So I, <clears throat> what I'm saying to you is this. This is the abstract. It, the thing that looks non-abstract is the abstract. Um, and so what I'm saying is, let's say um, we have like what's actually real, right? Mm -hmm. A component of what's actually real is what's actually possible, right? And what's actually possible entails logically all things that are logically possible, right? And here we are. What one of those things that is logically possible? Chuffing that would along. have me fall back onto uh, observations are false, and that everything that is abstract that I'm thinking right now is the only thing that I could objectively believe in. Which would say be, that again? Uh, which is that everything that I observe is false, right? But uh, the only thing that I could fall back on are the abstract thoughts that are objective. Yeah, but I'm saying like the abstract thoughts justify this being true oh that logic reflects reality yes yes so like there's two types of logic there is subjective logic and objective logic <clears throat> subjective logic is like 
the system that you use to model the world and the way that you upgrade that system. An objective logic is the world that you model and its structure. So the form of a the form of a, a certain piece of matter is a circle, right? Would be objective, but to say that it is a perfect circle would be subjective. Um, <clears throat> well, to say anything is perfect would be subjective, but no, more what I'm saying is that like the structure of a thing in real life is its objective logic. And then, um, we subjectively reason about its structure. And insofar as our subjective reasoning has a structural consistency with the objective logic of the thing, we can predict it accurately. I feel like I've already heard this, but it was from a, a guy named Bertrand Russell. Not Bertrand Russell, by the way. It's like a Discord user. Fair enough. I mean, you probably haven't heard this. This is an idea that I developed myself. Well, not that I meant as in, like, to the point just where... Just some was, of it? No, just skeptic to the point where, you know, abstract is the axiom to fall back onto. Oh, no, 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 but I'm not, it's not based on the skepticism falling back to the abstract. I'm saying, like, <clears throat> I thought very carefully about, like, this is a, it's something that I've thought about for a long time. Why is there something rather than nothing? Because I don't believe in God. I haven't before. You know, it's never convinced me. And so then that actually leaves me with a big question, which is, well, <clears throat> Why the fuck isn't there just no things, right? Well, because nothing is a nothing. It has to be something. Correct. That's that's part of the answer. <clears throat> Nothingness is impossible. That's definitely half the answer. The other answer, the other half of the answer is, okay, because nothingness is impossible, something always is. So what is that something? And the answer to that is that fundamentally that something is called data logic. It is like the idea that all things, no matter what they are, are made up of two parts. They're made up of the fact that they actually do exist. They have information that constitutes them, and they actually have a manifest existence. And they have a structure. That, that information has like a specific structure which governs how the manifestation occurs. And like those two fundamental... Um, elements make up the something that exists because nothing cannot exist so that something always exists and so the logic of that something is that prime mover that you would refer to right it's the sufficient reason that things necessarily exist is that things I've heard are that, consistent. Uh, yeah and I've heard somebody say that well, like I, I think I was, what was like two years ago I thought that Basically, God was logic, which is a weird way of saying things. But uh, then somebody was like, no, it's the reflection of how God thinks. And then uh, I had to take into account the definition of God. And then uh, after that, I had to go through the problem of evil and then a lot of other things. And there was uh, either... You could discount the argument as a square circle argument, or you could say, or you could take two accounts of either God is not, uh, you know, one of his attributes, which is, you know, 
routes that some philosophers have taken. After the criticism came about. Yeah, but the actual conclusion is that the word God is unnecessary. <clears throat> well, no, it's what we refer of... to as God. It's a category. No, but God has connotations which are not appropriate. I believe in the transcendent. That transcendent is not God. Have you ever heard of uh, a guy called Laplace? No. So he was like uh, an astronomer and a physis physicist. Um, and so like he like presented his working model of the universe to Napoleon, right? And um, Napoleon was looking at it, and Napoleon said to him, um, I see you make no mention of God in your model. And do you know what Laplace said back? He said, Your Majesty, I had no need for that hypothesis. Yeah, I think I've heard of him before, but... Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think, like, the conclusion of this would be, basically, uh, I, I think that the, you know, the skepticism still lies, you know, uh, like, the, it, it still lingers around, but it never really, you know, I don't know, tears down um, beliefs, and I don't know why, I'm not saying that, you know. I'm not saying that oh, I look. I guarantee you that if you talk to me enough, you will stop thinking what you do. I think part of the problem is that you probably don't know that many people that are very good at questioning. Well, it kind of goes down like a list of people that are better at answering. Answering, sorry, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not asking about people who are good at answering questions. I'm asking about people who are good at asking them. How would you feel about Crambo? Because I don't think, I, I think he asks certain questions, but they're very, I, I don't know. Like, if you ever talk to him on certain issues, he'll viciously circular into uh, things just being. Um, I've noticed that he can be that way on gun control, but apart from that. <laughs> No, I like I've I've asked him how do you feel about your certain sense perception. And he just says I know them to be true, and it's kind of hard for him. 
I, I don't know. I haven't had him elaborate on that. Maybe if we get him in here, we could ask him. Okay. Why did he leave? Though? Hmm. I was asking why he did leave. Oh, should yeah, I? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, do you believe in free will then? Uh. Uh. I've been changed on it many times, but uh. I'd say I'm pretty centrist on that. And as in, I mean, as in, the, as in the Thomas position, which is kind of like a, a reconciliation with both free will and determinism. There's no such thing. Free will does not exist. There's no such thing. And you cannot reconcile them. They're contradictions. Like, they are directly opposed. Well, when Either I say free will, I mean free will in the theological sense, not... In the what, sorry? The theological sense, not actions, as in you act as, you know. The, but there's no free will in any sense. What do you mean in the theological sense? Alright, so for example, you have the free will to sin, right? Yeah. Of course. Oh, I don't know about that. Right, is it a natural evolutionary uh, position that you could give me? What, to sinning? Well, no, to doing any action. And I'm sure you can, right? Well, are you asking if it's natural to all to do things? Well, yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I'm well, I'm, pre I'm presuming your answer, right? Which is that there's yes, some evolutionary natural naturalistic to position. To the, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I don't understand how you refute that. D do you know how you refute that? I don't know. I, I know that I used to hold that position. That's all I know. Seems like the correct position. Seems like the correct position. Just saying. I don't know. I find it as... I, don't know. I find it as easier as Mars existing as God existing. I just feel like it's an easy way out. Just an answer. Uh, those aren't equivalent, though. Oh, can you e explain to me? How they're not equivalent? Yeah. Well, we have, like, a lot of evidence that Mars exists. But we also, as well, have reason to uh, believe in God, though. No, we don't. Yeah, we have arguments. Um, I'm telling you that I'm an expert in argument, and that there isn't a good one to believe in God. Like, I've been looking for years, man. There's not a good one. I've never heard a convincing one.
give me the most convincing argument for God. Wasn't it the cosmological one? Um, That's what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. And the argument of motion. I think those are like the ones that I usually agree with. Yeah, but I like totally refuted both of those. Like I gave an alternative to God. What logic? Huh? Logic? D data logic. Mm. I don't know. I just saw it as logic, but. No, but like I'm saying, there's two parts to it. There's data and logic. What's a, yeah, so the data being, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. No, data is like... So, like, when you look around the world, right, things are, like, a certain way, and you, like, you look at them, and then you inform yourself about them, right? Yeah, and so like observation. Yeah, like, when you've performed the observation, you have information in your head, right? The reason we call it information is because you informed yourself, right? But before you informed yourself, that information was uninterpreted and outside of your head. It was just the environment, right? That's called data, right? And so that data existed in the environment before you came along to observe it. And what I'm saying is that that data is non-contingent. It has to exist. Like, necessarily, as a general substance, data has to exist. And then it has a logical structure, and that's why everything else exists. Wait, so essentially data exists already. Or are you saying that we observe it? Yeah, data exists necessarily. It can't not exist. Well, no, I don't know. I, I observe data. I don't know about it existing already. No, no, but I'm saying, like, in principle, data cannot not exist. It exists as observed. No, no, no. Data is the thing before it is observed. For you to make an observation, something has to be there to be observed, right? Yeah, it has to. Yeah, the thing it has existed. Yeah, the thing that's there before you observe it is called data. The way things are before you even know that they are is data. Is that problematic for you? No, yes, maybe so.
Yes, no, yeah, no, maybe. I mean, it is, but I probably can't really put it. In. It is problematic. Yeah, I don't think I can put it into words, though. Does that make sense? Like it's... Well, which bit of it? I don't know. This is, again, where me and Crambo fucking basically went on and on about fucking three-year-old logic, right? Which is that, that you know, things existing without, you know, you know, the tree, the tree making noise, which clearly it makes noise, but it's not there for me to observe. Yeah, but what does your observation have to do with it? Well, me knowing, acknowledging that it exists in the first place. Yeah, but your knowledge of the thing existing is separate to whether or not it exists, right? I don't know, that still throws me back. Okay, so like, what you know about something is separate to the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but... So whether you know about something is also separate to whether or not it is. Like, when, when there's, for instance, if there are, like, uh, archaeological fossils in the ground... They existed in the ground before you dug a hole and found them and, and knew that they existed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, I know it exists separately, but it's... So that's what I'm saying. It's like things are like made up of data, uh, and data is what we call the things that exist when we haven't looked at any of them yet. That they've made they're just data. They're just like they are something and the general form for something is data. Data based off of things that exist already. No 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 data is in uninterpreted information. Mm. So like when you collect scientific data, you're like taking pieces of information that you weren't looking at before, right? But they were still there. The data. And then, like, once you've taken the measurements, they're information, right? You've got information. You collect data, you collate information. Information is where the data becomes informative about a subject. But I still don't see how that couldn't mean that God could exist without you observing. No, but I'm not saying God can't exist. I'm saying the existence of God is unnecessary because things exist necessarily. Do you follow that? Yeah. So what am I saying when I say things exist necessarily? Well, things exist necessarily uh, until we observe. Or, well, they, they exist independently of us observing them. Correct, yes. But not just independently of us, but that they're non-existent. Their non-existence isn't possible. That's what necessary means. It means that 
the opposite couldn't be true. Are you following that piece of it? Yeah. Are you though? I get I get distinct vibes that you're not. No, I. <laughs> yeah, you've clearly explained. I don't know, but like I don't know. But you just don't agree. It's probably it, but it's I don't know how I could shake that. You know, you probably. It's okay. We can maybe talk about it another day. Yeah. Hopefully, you can come up with a way to articulate why you don't agree with me. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's deeper than I think. Uh, I feel like it's surface level, right? Like, I, I, I agree, but I don't know. Maybe it's a Well, I think a lot of the time when people have a bit of trouble accepting this idea, it's just because it seems ridiculous. And also, it seems too simple. Well, yeah, but even divine simplicity is a thing, right? Like, the, the divine simplicity... Yeah, but God. I'm not talking about divine simplicity. I'm talking about it being so simple... That, like, you would think everybody would know it. It's like, it's true because it couldn't not be true. That's about as simple as you can get, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But even I can concede that, you know, data is a thing, or that, you know, truth exists. Mm hmm. Yeah, but that's all I'm saying. I'm just putting it in a way that eliminates the necessity of God. You get me, dog? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty... Yeah. It's pretty non-confrontational. It's pretty... I'd love to talk to you about it another day when you've got a bit more... Oops. What's up? When you, yeah, when, when, yeah, when you've got a bit more of an idea what, what you think's wrong with it. Well, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and I think that's the, the issue, right? <laughs> that's the issue. I know, it, it sounds contradictory. No, it's interesting. Like... I've heard it before. It's just it's one of those things where you hear it, and it's like, uh, it's it's almost like um, when you an hear information. You, and then you're just like, okay, yeah, no, it's... I don't know, it's like an intimation that the thing is true, right? Because someone says to you, like, it's not that what you're saying is wrong, it's that what you're saying it makes too much sense, and it's like, all right, man. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I've heard no, that I'm saying that it, I'm saying that it's a, it's a fine position, it's just that I don't think it rules out God. It just says that it's unnecessary. It doesn't have to rule out God. It says it's unnecessary. Have you ever heard of Occam's Razor? Yeah. Yeah, Occam's Razor rules it out. Occam's Razor says, all other things being equal, simpler explanations are better than complex ones. So if that's true, then the mere fact that God is unnecessary means we don't include him. Unnecessary assumptions should be removed. You want to maximize your capacity to be right, correct? 
I mean, yeah, uh, to rationalize and you seek knowledge, sure. Mm -hmm. So then what you should do is you should eliminate the like all of the chances to be wrong that you can. So if you have any unnecessary assumptions in your in your like understanding, you should say, okay, these assumptions aren't necessary to get the things that I find useful from the from the explanations, so I'm going to get rid of them. God is a, such a necessary answer assumption. It's basically as simple as that. Like, let me put it to you in a slightly more comic way. If God isn't necessary to create the universe anymore, what the fuck is his job? Well, his job is just to cause, right? Just what? No, no, but I'm saying if, he's, if he is not necessary anymore to cause being, what's his job? Yeah, I know. That's the... That, that's <laughs> why I kind of like became a Christian, right? Which is like, the fuck's his purpose if he's not personal, right? Which is that he's just the big bang that's all he is until no but i think that's what what i'm saying is like if we can explain the universe existing without needing to rely on god for that explanation what is his job well yeah no his only job would be to be personal and to be a cause so no then his job is to sit up in heaven watching us masturbate and criticizing us for it I mean, basically, in layman's term. Yeah, basically. Not a very uh, compelling job, right? I mean, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good joke. Might be a pretty good gig, but it's not very uh, compelling in terms of getting us to believe in him. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. What compels me the most is outside sources, right? So when somebody, you know. When somebody writes a book, I, I expect there to be outside sources who critique it and then at the same time, you know, confirm certain things about it, right? Does that make sense? I've written a paper on this. I'd be happy to send it to you and hear your critique. Sure.